0: Oh, is it Monday haircut?
1: Oh, that was last Monday. Last they, Monday. They, thanks for noticing. No problem, bro. Yeah. Keep tab on that hair for sure. <laughs> That's right. Usually I try and do it at the end of the day. You ready, bro? Oh, all right, buddy. <clears throat> yeah, let's do it. Uh, uh un, deux, trois.
0: Welcome back, everybody. The most awesome and Brandon sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 207 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email. at may sports podcast at gmail.com. I'm Brandon. Brandon. And with me, as always, showing off that high speed internet. Most awesome.
1: Bing bong, bing, 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 bong. Bing bong, bing bong bing. That was, that was dial up internet. That was my impression. It was a I little forget. acapella. Ring. Yeah, wrong. Yeah, it's kind of like
0: kids have no idea what that means now. There was also the impression I think when you when you called a fax machine, if you had a fax number that you were supposed to fax to, but you dialed it instead, it sounded like that.
1: Man, how many hijinks ensued because we called the wrong fax number? Right?
0: Oh man, you know, so like many. Fax, I mean, if you asked fax when it got on the scene, it thought it would be a part of the scene for a lot longer than it was. And oh. They were just like, oh, we can just email and print you
1: they yeah they walked into the tech conference like conor mcgregor (laughs) pre-fight just swinging their arms like fuck yeah we're here dude facsimiles (laughs) upon request we uh it's funny that you brought that up because we were talking with the kids as we were on sunday where we're driving back and Oh, I I remember what it was. They wanted to listen to Encanto, the songs from Encanto, the new like Disney Mm, movies. They love it. it. They're all over it. And uh, Dr. Mrs. The Commission's phone was not like connecting to the internet. We're just a weird spot where it's just like an internet dead zone. And she was like, they were like, well, why can't you get it? And we're like, because you just can't get on demand music whenever you want. Like, (laughs) hey, by the way, like, I would love to take you kids back to 1988 when it's like we had to wait for our song every like 28 minutes for it to cycle back through on the play log like yeah this is this is insane they
0: wouldn't get any of it they wouldn't get like you know even the car college days like the napster limewire days like you still had to download it go to bed wake up in the morning fingers crossed you download like five or six of them just see which one had the quality and it took all night
1: yeah yeah. all night is right exactly yeah and it's everything it's with everything with technology it's so on demand these days it's pretty it's pretty insane
0: technology is all the rage what else is all the rage is this jam-packed episode 207 guys uh we're gonna rip from the headlines it is time for nba catch-up doing you hear about this uh gonna get some news from those yahoo headlines doing neapolitan showdown top three boringest things and sports pretty wide open but we'll get to it but in the gambling corner we're talking those nba chip-offs and we're going to finish as we always do with your mvp of the week ladies and gentlemen you're on power it starts now
1: extra extra read all about it
0: i'm talking front page story all over the world it shook up men women boys and girls the headlines there if you want to be rich then you better make sure that you got your sh- oh, come on Right, rip from the headlines, bro. NBA catch up. Why are we doing that this week, brother?
1: Oh, because it's all-star, it was just all-star weekend this past weekend. And and aside from our pre-tip-off NBA sequence, mm-hmm. I think this is the first second time we've talked about NBA this year.
0: It is. You can you can hit us up, listeners, and let us know if we need to hit a little bit more often. But we like to dive in that deep yeah. into the NFL pool. And now, you know, we're back just in time, just in time before the championship. We got about 60 60 games underneath our belt, and we're ready to talk some hoop.
1: Exactly, All Star Break. You know nothing like the first, you know, warm up sixty games just to catch up. Now that we're paying attention, now, now we can. Uh, now the season's really started for the NBA. Yeah,
0: landscape really taking shape. We can weigh in on it. Uh, okay, so let's just go through some of these macro headlines. That I'm sure people have been seeing. Um, Lakers' real problem sitting right now at the nine seed. Uh, this Russell Westbrook seeming not to be a fit. It's something they kind of just because they don't have a lot of available room, especially after that Anthony Davis move they made two years ago. Uh, not a lot they can do. Uh, I think Russell Westbrook for John wall and like a 2027 first rounder 2028 first. I don't know, somewhere like way down there when they actually have a first rounder has been floated, but, um, not happening. And it hurts like uh, LeBron James, not happening. Are the Lakers dead in the water right now with this current roster they have?
1: Yeah. I mean, it kind of feels like it, right. I mean, they have no discernible like path. I mean, 80 before the all-star day uh, break injured his foot. Uh, it looked like an ankle sprain, but it was actually, I think it was like a mid-foot foot sprain, and they're talking about him being out for potentially a month or so. talking uh, about old, yeah, so
0: old, old street clothes?
1: Old street, oh, 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 good call. <laughs> yeah, you know, then you've got, you know, so you've got an aging, a very old roster, Dwight Howard, LeBron James, I mean, you know, they've got a lot of old guys, Russell Westbrook's in his 13th year, which sounds crazy. Um, there's just no, like who's carrying the torch for this. And, and, you know, even LeBron James at the all-star break was talking about, Hey, there could be a, uh, I could come back to Cleveland. Like he was throwing that back out there during the all-star game as well too. So they're kind of in this like no man's land. They have really no shooting. You know, they really don't, I mean, it's amazing what LeBron has been able to do in year 18. It's, it's unreal. It's unheard of, uh, just like his athleticism and, and, and everything just playing at such a high level still today. However, it's not a model for championship basketball and they're kind of stuck. They're kind of an, an average ball club with, you know, aging superstars that, I mean, I think what is it like 120 million dollars of their cap is sunk into LeBron, AD, and um, uh, Westbrook. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's somewhere in there. It's like Westbrook's getting 44 million, LeBron's 41 million, and AD's 35 million. I mean, uh, where do you? How do you move? How do you get off of that? Especially with you know Westbrook kind of clearly at the end of his you know his his. Uh, peak performance
0: yeah it seems like all these players they kind of went all in and they definitely got them at their peak value so why did this not gel i mean it's just this uh russell westbrook style which we all kind of knew wasn't going to be a fit you know is is ad kind of never really getting to that next level ad that we expected that we've seen flashes of what is it
1: yeah i mean I, i think it's i think it's both i think ad they thought that they were going to build around him you know to kind of carry the torch and you know they got their they got their disney chip right they got the the bubble chip so they're technically yeah. champions 80s you know was named one of the top 75 players of all time but um but that's it i mean they're going to they're going to put their franchise around you know a you know what is he going to be he's almost going to be 30 coming up here you know, and I don't know with a, with an injury pass like him, if that's something that they can, you know, f- they're going to have to find a new superstar to bring in. They're going to have to clear house. They're going to have to just kind of ride these next couple seasons out until LeBron's done and they can move on from, you know, 80s contract and kind of free up some of, and Westbrook's contract and see if they can, f- you know, find some new superstar to bring in. Cause I, they're, I don't, they don't have draft picks. They don't have anything.
0: Yes, yeah, so I was wondering. Like they don't. I mean, they really did. You know, leverage everything, mortgage everything, and I think we even talked a little bit, maybe to dive into it because we looked at it from the NFL side. But the difference between the NFL and the NBA when you do that just to get one chip. I mean, was it worth it to the Lakers? Because if let's say LeBron does go back to Cleveland, like Anthony Davis hasn't established himself as someone that can just like take the number one spot and, you know, get you to like a three or four seed and really make it run. So the Lakers are just going to be in a really tough spot rebuilding with no assets to really do it with.
1: Yeah. It's going to be, I mean, for Laker fans, it's, it's going to be the post Kobe Shaq era, just Shaq with like smush Parker and those guys where it's just like, we're really just a 500 level ball club with like a superstar on our team and Anthony Davis. Like there's going to be some nights where they look dominant and good but they're not going to be any real title contention, uh, I would say, at least, you know, until they can clear a bunch of cap space. So three, three years, two years, somewhere in there, 2024, whenever LeBron says he's going to be gone playing with his son.
0: Playing with his son, which I think you did call that, bro. Did you call that? I did. We did. That? We
1: did. I can't yeah. remember what that we definitely did talk about it. We talked about a couple things. Um, yeah. on different episodes, but I definitely talked about LeBron wanting to play with his son. I think I got the year wrong. I think I said it was 2023. So everyone mm. drink on that one. Mm. Uh, and then this last year when we rounded out uh, predictions for the future, uh, I said that my Pistons were going to make the playoffs and that ain't happening, sir.
0: <laughs> Everything evens out. Um, okay, let's go over this. Probably the biggest trade of the season has been this uh, Harden for Simmons trade. Were you surprised when they started floating around like harden's name why is he all of a sudden one out of Brooklyn it seems like that he really gave a real shot of that combo like a year and a half
1: yeah uh yeah it's it is odd I mean something clearly you read a couple of rumor mills and and did and like the the thing with Irvin basically being a half halftime player but also coming in there and just cooking them on a regular basis and practice and talking a lot of shit about it too um and I think, I think Harden, much like a, like a Russell, Russell, Westbrook is on the downside of his like athletic abilities with a game, like predicated on like first step quickness and driving into the lane. And also then kind of legislating some of this, like initiating of contact, it's a real detriment to, to Harden's overall game. So maybe there was some frustrations in, in Brooklyn, um, you know, they're, they're not playing well because they've dumped a bunch of games since KD went down with that MCL sprain. Um, And again, they're very top heavy in their, you know, in their systems, right. They've got a lot invested in Kyrie and Durant Um, and, you know, they're, they're also a little bit of an, of an older team as well too. So, you know, uh, I, I, I like this move from a Nets standpoint because, maybe getting in a Ben Simmons in a different area. And they also like, you know, um, you know, maybe they can turn over and see, see if they can get, you know, with KD mentorship, if they can get Ben Simmons to reach like at least somewhat maybe of a competent all-star level performance. I, I like this for the Nets, but, um, but yeah, I think, I think they were just, it was a personality move for, for them to get um, hardened out of there.
0: Yeah. It'll be really interesting to see, like Simmons out of the gate. Like if he was just kind of waiting to show that, you know, he's not this villain that 76 ers made him out to be like, if he's really ready to play and kind of ready to recreate himself, or if he's just going to go out there and, you know, just kind of be a little bit passive, like he can be kind of be quiet. It'd be interesting to see that like out of the gates. I mean, who do you like on this? I mean, do you want Harden with Joel and Embiid or do you more excited about this Nets team with a Kyrie only playing away games, Kevin Durant and Bill Simmons or Simmons?
1: Ben Simmons, Yeah. Um, I mean, if Ben Simmons is in any sort of playing shape or if he's even intending on coming back, here's the thing is, is we're not entirely sure that he's planning on coming back. I like the young it with, you know, obviously in a, in a vacuum taking away Kevin Durant's knee injury. I like the play style matchup because Ben Simmons can be a defensive force on the perimeter um, and also can, you know, potentially be, a, you know, a, a a small ball four, and take some of the pressure off of KD of having having to fill that role. I just like that he brings a lot more versatility in what he can do, as opposed to what like like there was a big overlap between Kyrie and and Harden and what their skill sets could do. And similarly on the defense end, at least with this thing, there's a little distribution of like Ben Simmons can rebound, he can initiate the break, he's not looking to score. So you didn't you know having these three scorers on the team. I don't really didn't really benefit you, and there's not enough ball to go around, and we we all kind of question that yeah. when that 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 the trade happened. So I like it, but I I also like that Ben Simmons's best asset is his defensive abilities. That's really what you know. That's really what he was hanging his hat on was being like a really good defender who could give you 10 points, you have 10 to 15 points, you know, nine to 11 rebounds and like seven or eight assists, but also lock up some of their best wing guys and just be a real nuisance on that. That's what I really like for the nets. But, you know, we have, this is a like unquantifiable asset at this point, because is he just broken since the last playoff series? Like, I don't know what it, it had he been playing, we would have known a little bit more what Brooklyn was getting. You know, we know what exactly what Philadelphia is getting and 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 I love the the two man game between Embiid and Harden. But you know, and they got you know they got uh um no they didn't. Uh they get, they got Seth Curry too. They got a little shooting as well, too, which I think is gonna be good for them as well. Did they? Uh oh. Drink everybody, I don't remember the trade now.
0: Curry, look it up. Uh, man, floating a couple things I didn't. Well, because it was like it was a three-team trade, right? There's a third team involved in it. Uh, I
1: had well, it on my trades. Yep, Check yep, yep.
0: Let's talk about something near to dear to my heart. I know we'll jump back on this as you're looking it up, but um, my boy Zion a bust?
1: <gasps> oh, man, what's going on here? Right? Does he want to be there?
0: Yes. What, and what is it about people, the whispers and rumors that he doesn't want to be there? Because, I mean, I, they're saying that it's kind of contradicting what he was in college because famously, you know, blew out that tennis shoe, but still yep. wanted to get back on the court and make a run uh, at Duke for a chip. And now they're just kind of like not seeing the passion there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, he, he hasn't played at all. There's a lot of question marks on his health and availability and and what that even means uh p.s it was just a two-team trade just 76ers the and there was okay. a there was another team yeah um the nets got seth curry the the sixers got Millsap and and hard which Millsap not a bad player i think just kind of rounding out the 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 salary cap stuff um and the nets also get andre Drum- drummond which i like as a big stopper that can eat up some some fouls against Embiid in the playoffs um, but back to Zion. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I, I, he's definitely, I mean, when you put him in the, the comparison, which always happens with these picks and what John Morant did, especially for what you saw in the All Star game, it's like, oh, John Morant has reached like another level. And here we've got Zion who muttering health issues, smattering of not happy in New Orleans, also. Fucking going hard on some uh some fast food mcD's, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the Ben down in New Orleans. Maybe he's going a little nuts on that, a little, little uh, you know, weight game. Um, so yeah, I mean it's definitely it's definitely a scary thing. I mean, I think I uh, the thing that I love the most is trying to trade for like lottery assets, you know, like in that second, third year, if they're not working out. I just think sometimes a Scenery tra- change is going to be uh, a good fit. That's kind of why I'm, I like Ben Simmons moving to the Nets. I think a scenery change will be good. I wonder definitely. if there's a. I wonder if there's a team that definitely would risk it for a Zion just to get him out of there and think like, hey, maybe if we get him into our staff, if we've got a, a, a veteran that we think can mentor him. Because here's the thing. Going to New Orleans, similar to what happened in Philadelphia with Embiid and Simmons, there was no like – adult NBA figurehead in that Pelicans locker room to really kind of set Zion straight and keep him in check and accountable, you know, Kevin Garnett, when he came to the league out of the, uh, out of high school always attributed Sam Mitchell as like the guy, the veteran guy to keep him in check, tell him about like how to, you know, took him to buy a suit and all this other stuff and told him how to be a professional. We do these, these clubs do a really, You know, these these clubs that tank, right, they they do a terrible job of then creating an infrastructure to kind of make Zion the guy or make your star the guy that you tanked for the star accountable to like, hey, the big picture of the NBA. And I think that's what we're seeing here a little bit in New Orleans where, you know. Who, who's going to tell zion what to do in the clubhouse there's no you know he's the best guy on that team when he was playing and now we're kind of seeing he's unhappy here well if i'm a, if i'm a mid-level team excuse me if i'm a mid-level team I'm, I'm probably looking to say like hey maybe i can somewhat on the on the discount get a, a potential you know all nba player
0: yeah i think the fear with that for nba teams is there's just no like we said like the players run it. So it's just like you trade all these assets, even if you like, you're taking like a wild card, like buying low on Zion, you get Zion, you get like a good two years. And then like, he kind of rehabilitates that image or becomes like, you know, like another big top prospect. And then he just kind of builds his own team and walks away. If you're one of those markets that are, that feel like you have to like buy low on something, but you got to do
1: something. You got to do something for sure. Cause uh, you know, but he's got his max extension. And if you've got the cap to do it, you can, you know, you can get him on the hook for another four years and max money, you know, plus his, his existing rookie deal too, that you've got them. So you basically have like a season and a half to get that all, you know, squared away.
0: All right. The Eastern conference your top four. I would say three of them are surprises just the way the seedings are lining up. You get yeah. uh, Miami heat in the one spot. I mean, they've definitely been around the playoffs, but to have them at the top of the Eastern conference uh, bulls in the two spot, those guys gelling with not even like, a gigantic name on it 76 years makes sense at the three spot and then probably the big surprise of the league this year is the cavaliers sitting at the four spot at 35
1: 23 yeah c- crazy that the cavaliers are here um considering like you said there's really no what, where they were last year and the way like kevin love was reacting about being there not wanting to be there at all to now i mean they they you know they um they drafted Evan Mobley out of USC, which was, I saw him in person. Great. Totally fits in. They get Laurie Markkinen from the bulls. Uh, Actually, he was kind of bounced around and some, but they, they get another, again, here's a guy, he's a lottery asset who kind of fits this weird like they And then they have Jared Allen who they got, um, you know, from the nets and a bunch of moving around and parts and pieces. So it's like they have this kind of weird amalgamation and this weird, like, huge seven footer front line with lots of versatility. They're a very interesting team. We get a little addition by subtraction where we lose um, Sexton to an Achilles tear. And then you've got Darius Garland who makes his first all-star appearance um, kind of an unquantified, you know, again, talk about unquantifiable asset coming out of Vanderbilt didn't play a whole lot. Cause I think he had a knee injury, they still drafted him high. And he's, you know, he looks like kind of the next coming of these point guards who have deep range, who can, you know, score at will. So now when you protect him with three seven footers on the back end and shooting all around, it's a very interesting, um, very interesting team all all the way around. And you got some some bench players and um Bickerstaff, their coach has done a pretty good job kind of just get getting some youthful, you know, you know, kids to surround some some stars there with uh, Mobley and uh, and and Garland.
0: Good. Uh, the West kind of makes a little bit more sense. well, uh, we look at the East real fast. Um, do the Bucks have anything to worry about sitting in the five seed or are they still like a team that you really expect to make a deep run?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I like them and the, the, they're, you know, I think anytime you've got a two-time MVP and Giannis and Chris Middleton's also an all-star, like I wouldn't totally count them out. Um, You know, this will be, this will be an interesting kind of second half to the season. I think the team that really people should be looking out for is the Celtics. Quite honestly, Celtics have been fucking great defensively. They have been fucking wrecking shop um, with Robert Williams and they're doing some interesting things defensively. Uh, But if you look at like their last two months of basketball play, they have been a terror defensively and they've been really kind of gelling and putting it all together. Um, So I like them to be like a scary lower seed, depending on how, I mean, but they might even jump up. It's so congested that there's only a couple of days. I mean, they might jump up and be, I mean, they they could very well be the number one or two seed um, when it's all said and done. The thing about Miami too, also thinking about Miami, you mentioned them. Um, I think I read a stat line that they have, that their main starters, so Kyle Lowry, uh, Jimmy Butler, um, Bama Adebayo, I think have only played for a combined 59 minutes together in, in 15 games. So here's the thing is, is they're just gelling and they're in the number one slot for, um, you know, for the, the, the playoffs right now. Um, but that's an interesting thing that now that they're all healthy, they're all kind of gelling a little bit. That's a team to kind of watch out for as well, too. But I like both the Celtics and the Heat right now out of the East.
0: Yeah. The Celtics right now are nine and one, a conference best in their last 10, thinker business. Yeah. Um last one I want to hit on over here, like the Hawks. The Hawks no longer a thing. Oh man, everyone was on that bandwagon last year.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah. I mean, definitely after the playoffs I mean, they're still technically in the 10 seed right now, they, they still have playing options. Right. Which I, which we have talked about, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, John Collins, Trey young, I mean, what's, where's the, uh, I mean, he's been out. John Collins has been out. Obviously that's going to deter them a little bit, but you know, they really haven't gotten any from their like support staff with like Hunter or Herder. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just kind of, I feel like that this is just kind of a 500 team. I think we saw the the peak of them in the playoffs going against the 76ers and, and, and Trey in the playoffs. So it's like, is this going to be what this Hawks team is, which is, you know, harkening back to like the, you know, the old 80s where it was like, yeah, they were good enough to be like a three or four seed, you know, with Dominique had a spectacular talent, but, there never will really be like a, a contender, and I I kind of feel like that that's where we're at because I don't know Trey Young does doesn't feel like a, a guy he feels like an all star guy a guy that you're gonna like hey I think I'm thankful that we have him on our team but uh, are we winning a chip with Trey Young I, I just don't know I mean I just
0: does it's kind of funny. You feel like the rule change for those, uh, the two guys that really kind of took advantage of creating that contact with Harden and Trey young and both these guys kind of dropped off performance wise.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, I think, you know, he, he's all offense, but he is nowhere to be found on the defense. Um, And if they're not making buckets, then, you know, this is a 500 ball club and their defense, their offense is great their defensive rating is 28th out of 30. They can't fucking stop anybody. So you got to be able to get stops somewhere along the line. You just can't outshoot them from deep. It can't be an all-star game every time. And just run up and see if we can outscore you every time. You got to be able to fucking get some, get some stops here. Um, So yeah, that's kind of why they're, you know, hanging around in that, you know, 9, 10, 11 spot.
0: All right, back over to the West. What's happening with uh, Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers? This over for the Clippers already again?
1: Yeah. I mean, well, obviously coming back from that ACL tear, I mean, they're just, they're just injured. So I don't know if he's, I mean, Kawhi has always been like, uh, you know, slow to rehab. So I don't think, and then you've got Paul George being injured. I mean, this is, they're a little similar, or at least they've got some younger talent than say the, the, uh, the Lakers they're, they're across the street brother. I mean, Terrence Mann is good. They've got Luke Kennard. I mean, these are some younger guys, uh, Brandon Boston is another rookie too that's played a little bit, so they're just dinged up. I mean, I think I think Kawhi is going to be a few more weeks as I'm, they they traded for Norman Powell. He immediately gets injured. They just had some injury problems, so you know Kawhi is a big X factor. I don't know if he's coming back this season. I don't know if anyone's really you know said definitively if he is or is not. So, but you got to worry too also with him at his age. You know, he's 31, um, a couple miles on his couple seasons off. Like, what does next year look like for the Clippers? But I think they have more flexibility than, say, the Lakers.
0: Yeah. Although I feel like once they made that trade for Kawhi, like it really felt like it was going to be a two year window for them to get it done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. agree with that. And then injuries. And I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing is, is there going to be. GMs are going to have to be a little bit smarter in this like all or nothing proposition. It's like, I, I mean, I guess it's like I'm just buying myself like four years of employment or, or that's it really is, you know what I mean? Or I'm buying two years of employment, right? Either I'm trading everything yeah. I have and just say, Hey, I'm getting all these assets and I'm trying to buy myself four years to put like to find a superstar or I'm, you know, going all in and just saying, Hey, my one window is two years. And, year three i might get fucking fired so well let's fucking just, let's <laughs> go for it
0: how yeah, that works out uh i mean the sun's sitting atop one seven in a row uh nine and one in the last ten they look yeah. really good these are your guys's favorite i know we'll get right in a gambling corner in yeah a little bit i, I mean, mean they've, really they've
1: been the they've been the best most most consistent thing i mean the thing to watch out is is chris paul with injuries has hurt his thumb too on i think uh like last week sometime that's something to keep an eye on four but you know I mean they're they got young pieces bridges Aiden I mean they're really fun the thing I thought you were gonna talk about unexpected teams is is the the Grizzlies out of uh the they're 41 and 19 right now. Their preseason over under was 41 games and they, they reached that at the all-star break. I mean Jaws just hit another another level um and you know I really uh I really enjoy them because here's a thing where They're not the best defensive team, but they're also not the worst defensive team either, too. So they're not going to, you know, they're sitting right there about an average defensive team, but they can put up points. And you've got jaw and you've got young guys, you've got Desmond Bain, who's a shooter. I really like that. They have Steven Adams to kind of patrol the middle. And, you know, this is a this is an interesting team to kind of keep an eye out for because they've got enough young pieces where if they get Dylan Brooks back. I think they get they get a little bit more scoring uh, from the perimeter. I think this is a very interesting team to watch out, especially in the playoffs when they already got a little bit of that seasoning in the and the uh, you know going up against the Warriors last year.
0: Yeah, that'll help on them. Yeah, they see the Is there. Is there any so much like the Celtics on the other side? Give me real fast as we're kind of wrapping the segment up. One team from the West, uh, that's a lower seed that's kind of cooking with gas right now, and then maybe one atop that you picture kind of falling off.
1: Um Well, I mean, it's hard to say like in the West with like Dallas, but here's another team. That's like, I mean, could like plays a really slow pace of game, but I mean, I think they, they really understand like who they are. They moved, they moved again, addition by subtraction, they get rid of Porzingis. I think that that kind of clearly makes it, you know, uh, Lucas team. I just, I like watching them a little bit and, um, and I think, you know, with Jason Kidd, I think he's a smart, you know, coach. I think he's a good coach, and I think this is going to be, like, well-suited. We'll see if in the playoffs if we want to bet bet on him or not. But I think this is, like, at the fifth seed right now, kind of where they're at. I think I could see them kind of staying where they're at, but also sneaking up on some, some people. Uh, a top seed, I mean, really, you can't really bet against the Suns. I'm not going to bet against the Warriors, um, although injuries is always the X factor with them. You know, so is it is it the Grizzly just to kind of fall off? Utah didn't look great last month, so I think that they've got some things to figure out. I think they were like four and twelve last month, if if memory serves. Yes, they were. Um, so, um, so Utah is probably the one. Um, the The Bulls, excuse me, yeah, the Bulls on the other side might be the other team that could have a little bit of a drop off. Although Demar Derozan has been on fire. I like I like the Bulls a lot. I actually I think we talked about the Bulls in our preseason uh, game as well too, or preseason NBA thing. So, um, but yeah, I, I would say maybe Mavericks on the lower end. Um, you know, Celtics on the lower end for the Eastern Conference. It's kind of hard to say on the upper upper tier right now as it stands. All right.
0: You like it. You like where they're at. We'll uh, do a deeper dive when we get to the end of the show. We'll talk to the end of the corner. See who we like to win the chip. What makes sense? Um, are right, You hear about this? Hear about Ooh. this? I think you did hear about this, bro. Michigan coach Howard takes white <laughs> <in> <process laughs> assistant after loss. Um, What I've been saying for a long time is: It time for us to do away with this bullshit shaking hands at the end of a game.
1: I, you know, it's you and you and uh Dick Vitale. Dick Vitale was like, let's stop this end this. Let's get rid of this handshake at the end. I couldn't believe Dick Vitale oh. wanted to give get up. You and you didn't you ever thought I'd hear that. That you would be seen that out. PTP or baby. Um yeah, I, I mean, I I would what happened say is it so. was it was
0: a time, it was a timeout, right? He called like a second timeout because like the scrubs didn't beat a trap and got the ball stolen, but they were still up by 17 Wisconsin. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So he called it so to give him more time, he didn't like it. Ah I get where here's the thing is, it's like, I get where it all stands here. Great guard. Just don't, who cares? You beat him. Clearly he's pissed. He doesn't want to be fucking grabbed. John Howard's like a six ten like giant and great guard. I don't know if you're like even six foot. Don't fucking yeah. grab him by his elbow and his jacket and don't let him go. You know what I mean? Just don't do that. You know, it's not the first time that coaches have like been fucking, you know, whatever, but, I don't know, we should get, we should get away with it. We should get rid of the, the, after I, after watching my Michigan team, yes, of course, I think we should get away with it. Um, But yeah, the thing that concerns me, I totally forgot about last year is that Howard did basically the same thing to Tergeron at Maryland, like, but a little less provoked, maybe just a little shit talking back and forth where he like, kind of like had to be restrained. It wasn't great so we've got a little bit of a pattern of this with juan which is insane because i remember juan as being like level-headed like passive quiet i don't i know i've never seen this side of juan howard of like wanting to fucking f- knock people out you know yeah, like go to the
0: parking lot and figure this out yeah. yeah absolutely like it just and also it, it just heightened to me also because it's you know, these are still like collegiate students and you're supposed to be, you know, the idea is on paper that you're also teaching these guys like how to yeah. admit and just getting frustrated by a timeout and swinging. And then like if you're swinging on guys once a year, like I a you thing.
1: Yeah, right. It's a thing. <laughs> guys.
0: I get it. But if you're like, you know, if you're averaging like, like if you're over under 0. 0.5 on swinging on the other coaches per season,
1: yeah, like, and and that's the thing too is is like, here's the thing: is he needs to realize like his actions taking a swipe at the Wisconsin assistant coach led to his players getting punched by another player. Terrence man. Williams got fucking jacked, got jaw jacked. Number zero for Wisconsin came in there. And they resulted. So here's my ruling on this. Juwan, she won't get fired, suspended for regular season and postseason. That's what I think. And Michigan, Ward Manuel. Are you listening, Ward? You better step up. You better do this first. You better nip this in the bud first. Uh, I read a uh, John U. Bacon is a beat reporter, covers Michigan, had a great book called Three and Out. Uh, I was reading his tweets this morning and he had a great thing about the the old michigan ad don karm who said basically never let a one-day story turn into a two-day story and this is one thing where it's like don't let this kind of spin out of control legislate this quickly suspend him don't fire him and and then go from there one
0: um all right and am i the asshole segments which i'm kind of into now do you hear about this? Do you hear about this? Um, I mean, probably not. This would be a no. deep dive on Yahoo headlines, but I liked it. Uh, my friends are notoriously late, a specific friend. So I lied to them about their about our plans. Now we're not speaking. Uh, so this friend that always shows up late to shit, the dinner was actually at 10 p.m. And he told the friends 9 p.m., this group of two friends. I mean, I have names or anything. Sure. It's not like you know them. And they did show up 30 minutes late, but they were just irate that they, you know, were handled with like kid gloves and lied to about what time they show up. So is this out of bounds or is this just thinking ahead and getting things done like you need to get them done?
1: I like this. First off, you shouldn't be so sensitive yeah. that if you were lied to, then again, kind of like what you were saying earlier. Sounds like a sounds like a your problem, not a my problem.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And let's, let's not overlook like you are still 30 minutes late. You were told. You're yes just, you're told the... nine o'clock or actually yeah you were told nine o'clock that's right they were told nine o'clock there was actually 10 you showed up at 9 30 so the friends were justified if you showed up at like 8 50 it's like maybe you have a case
1: yes yeah, yeah yeah yep yeah and yeah but also wow an hour fucking wide berth on that like that's that's they, that friend must have a notorious reputation of being significantly can you imagine being first off what's up with these dinner times? Nine o'clock for a 10 o'clock dinner? What are we doing? Who, who, do, who yeah. do we think we are? Absolutely. Secondly, a little late, very late. Secondly, I like to eat at 630 and that's even late by most standards. Yeah. Secondly, uh, why, why are you showing, why do you think it's going to be okay to roll up 30 minutes late to a dinner, right? At, basically, like you're going to sit down and be like, well, now I'm going to order because everyone else is getting their food at this point, right? Or at least yeah, like yeah. gone through burn through appetizers.
0: Especially those places where it's just like you have to have the whole party before you can see at the table. If it's like one of those restaurants. Oh, yeah. Crazy. So now you're just like, you know, you're fucking these people over. The bar, like, yeah, yeah. I totally yeah. Agree.
1: This person's I a with... piece of shit.
0: Yeah, both, you know, what? both groups get new friends. You find a bunch of other late like, people or whatever. You just get in take out like whenever it comes in. Yeah, I, exactly. You, know, rolling. you guys both move on. Yeah. We uh, hear about this. You hear about this. Kelly Clarkson is changing her name to Kelly Brianne. Apparently that's your middle name.
1: Okay. Feels more sure. like her.
0: what's your middle name, bro? What would you call you? I call, you say it? What, yeah, do I know your yeah. name? Alex.
1: Oh, guess it.
0: Oh, yeah, I think you were almost gonna say it. Um I was. I think you so. said I don't I don't know if I you I it, it would have in the time I've known you, it would have had to come up.
1: Yes. What if, uh it's Alexander.
0: Alexander, oh nice. Yes. Was that little uh most awesome Alexander? Yeah. most Alexander.
1: Most Alexan- exactly. Yes. uh I don't know if I know your middle name or not. I'm sure again, nice. like it's been is it
0: well? It's in, it's in one of my email addresses that you send the link to all the time.
1: <gasps> no, I don't.
0: It's oh, Scott. Man. So Brandon Scott, which is Oh yes. Another, yeah, you do know Another yeah. solid.
1: Yeah, exactly. it Strong. I like it. Brandon Scott. Brandana Scott. I like that. BS. Yeah,
0: Brandana Scott. Brandon Scott and most Alexander. Let us know which one's <laughs> better. We might have done it the right way the first right. time. Got this. um All right. Neapolitan Showdown, bro. Bring us to the jam.
1: So let's leave it alone because we can't see eye to eye.
0: All right, uh, top three most boring things in sports so I like um, this why'd you, yeah, why'd
1: you why'd you why'd you preach this today bro
0: um well we'll get to it with my number three okay so i can probably just do it uh, right out of the gate there i will say the uh i did it because the nfl pro bowl bro like Ooh. it's yeah there's a difference between which is my three spot we're gonna talk a little bit yeah there's a difference between like you know they're not trying to hurt each other too unwatchable and it feels like we've been talking like unwatchable for a while and I get it. And maybe, you know, this, this conversation, the subject is tired, but it's like it's even worse than it was when we talked about when it was at its worst.
1: Yeah. But you can't play football half speed. You're, you know what I mean? And these guys don't want to play in a game where they're going to get fucking hurt.
0: Yeah. I don't they're know. Like why, I don't know why we've been That like I'd like to see the numbers on people watching it too. Like, why are we making them play this? They don't want to play it, we don't want to watch it. Let's I mean we talk about this over and over and over each year. Let's just end it. Yeah, I don't I don't know how to make it more clear.
1: I I I and I didn't watch it, they don't do a very good job of like advertising the like skills portion of it. I would have totally watched the skills portion. I had no idea it was coming up. I know that always happens, right? Yeah, they do it, they do a shit job of it. It's not like it's a consistent thing of of doing that. Um so I uh I agree with you. It is a very boring game. I don't know if the, I don't know if they like want to do it from. I mean, I know they want the accolades for sure. I know they want the free trip to wherever they're going. I don't know if they still do it in Hawaii even. But it's Vegas. You know, oh, it's Vegas. Yeah. Well, We're yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. So yeah, give me a free trip. Sure, I'll take it. I'll take the lodging. You know what I mean.
0: Oh, yeah. we of skills challenge, We forgot to talk about it. Did you and Dr. Mr. Kamish, did you guys watch the NBA skills challenge thing? Make your bets, pick your players.
1: Yeah, I did. Dr. Mrs. Kamish <laughs> fell, fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> she was, speaking of boring, that's my number three. Uh, and much, much maligned dunk contest. Oh, uh, um, yeah. You know what I mean? It, it was not good. And I think part of the reason for it is Dr. Mrs. Kamish is not a, you know, deep NBA fan. She's watching it mostly because I like to watch it because she loves me. And, uh, but you know, here's the thing is is like she also knows like some players, but not, no offense to Juan Toscano Anderson. Like, I'm sorry, dude. Like, to, half of the guys weren't even like starters on their own team. We're not even talking like top half starters. of the league. Yeah. So yeah. Obi Toppin's not a starter. Uh, Toscano's not a starter. Um, and are
0: these, are these guys like ex- exceptional dunkers or are they just like available and willing to do it
1: available and willing to do it? You know what I mean? And that's the thing is, is we don't, and, and the, the dunk contest is going to fall prey to this when you don't have like a Vince Young, a, you know, uh, uh, Le, uh, well, LeBron's never done it. I have, I have, I've, I, have, I have, I'm disappointed with LeBron never doing a dunk contest. Um,
0: why, why, why do people not do it? Is it not cool to try? Is it like too much chance of embarrassment? Is it an injury thing?
1: Yeah, I think it's, I think it's the, the, the first two things. I think it's like not wanting to like miss a dunk. I don't think it's anything about getting injured. I think it's like the cool factor either, either you can be Vince Carter or the, the, then you don't want to do that. You know what I mean? And there's plenty of guys, Jason Richardson. I mean, there's been plenty of guys that have done, you know, good jobs at the dunk contest. But I think it's like the trying. No one wants to, everyone wants to go out there and I could just jump out of the gym. No one wants to go out there and like you know, kind of like half do it and then be like, Oh, that sucked, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I actually did I think go ahead.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I was just gonna say on that on the dunk contest, it also feels like I watched a little bit of it, I haven't watched it live in a long time. They're just like there's a finite amount of ways you can put a ball through a rim. Yes. And Like, it's just these new things just like bouncing it higher off the backboard. Like it's the only way that I want to see a dunk contest is, you know, if it turned into like a high jump contest, like we're raising the rim, like six inches each time or like three inches and you just keep dunking until you can't get up there.
1: Yeah. That's a fun one. Um, I thought, I thought, well, first off, let's look at the history of the dunk contest too. That's a little, little impromptu and maybe fixes because I was thinking about it. Yeah. Every like generational talent, Dr. J Jordan, Kobe. Even like the mid, like the the superstars, not maybe you know all pros, Dominique, Vince, uh, even Zach Levine, Blake Griffin, like all these guys have always participated in the dunk contest. It's my big knock against LeBron that he never did it, and I think it kind of set the tone. Like he should have come out there, shown who he was, win the dunk contest, blown everyone away. Um, but why don't guys do it anymore? Because they don't want to get booed. So let's make it worth their while, right? If you watched the all-star game last night, they were playing for charity. They're playing for money. We actually saw some good all-star highlights, but also some competitive play, especially toward the end of the game. So let's yeah. give these guys, let's give it for the dunk contest, three-point, give me the skills contest. Let's get a little skin. Let's get a little action. 100K to the winner, 150K to the winner. Maybe another match, another 150 to their charity of their, of their choosing. Let's get these guys to be like, all right, I might make a little scratch and donate charity. I'm, I'm in on this. I think this is good. Oh
0: yeah, that's perfect. It's got like a white men can't jump feel to it. Just like a little, just just put the cash there on the floor and having them like dunking over the cash and let's just, yeah, let's go. I I like this. I I like this.
1: So I did think about, you said the infinite number of dunks and I like your raising the rim that might replace one of these, but I thought there should be really four categories. Like every guy should have four in the prelims, four categories. Show me your best power dunk. I want to see like old school Dominique double hand windmill. I don't need to see all this crazy shit. And like don't fucking put on a Jersey and all this other stuff. I want to see a power dunk. If you have a prop dunk, like you need to jump over somebody, jump over a mascot, do something, do something cool with a prop dunk. Give me a dunk off the bounce, right? Give me something lofted in the air. Let me see that. And then I want this, this next one, which I think everyone's going to be in favor for. I want a body. I want somebody you pick somebody it, we could even open up to the fans. If you're Can like six
0: people. Oh my God. Posterized, posterized by LeBron.
1: <laughs> yes. Getting a poster. Like just two guys. Given from somebody's trying to get an audition from the G league. I want there going up there meeting at the summit, just one dunk trying to finish over it. So po- power prop bounce body. Those are our four categories. Nice. Then the, fi- then the finals, you get three dunks. You could pull one of your dunks out from against. So if you want to body somebody again, let's do it. Let's fucking do it. Yeah. Maybe it could even be the other guy. I don't care. Yeah. Let's make it fun. <laughs> all you got to do is think of seven dunks total and you win a little scratch out of it. That's the way to infuse dunk contest.
0: Love it. Sounds like a step in the right direction. Okay. Um,
1: but when it sucks, two. it's my number
0: three. <laughs> yeah. Whatever <laughs> Two is going to be a little bit shots fired. And I really do. I mean, this is from an apologetic place. Like I wish it wasn't. And you and I, we love competition. We love all sorts of sports. Yes. You know, I'll, I'll talk darts a little bowling i'll watch some cricket try to figure out what's going on for the life of me i've never been able to and i want to get into the winter olympics oh i just i don't know why i can't <clears throat> no no curiosity i see it going in the background i'm not paying attention to the medal count Yeah, i'm not paying and i don't i don't know why it seems like such like the stepsister of like the regular olympics because you know it's just it's the olympics but it's on snow it's just different stuff maybe it's like a little bit of that x games feel to it which maybe like delegitimizes yeah. it in my eyes i don't know why i'm not paying attention but i'm just i'm not maybe yeah i'm not into skiing too maybe if i was more into skiing i
1: I think everyone bundled up right all cold doesn't doesn't feel good you know what i mean i don't like it i don't i don't, I don't want to be it makes me feel cold you know what i'm saying yeah, maybe,
0: it's, maybe it's more yeah maybe the, the no skiing thing maybe that's it like i don't like I've been swimming before. So when I see these guys like swim their heads off in the summer Olympics, this is like, okay, like I can kind of get it. I at least have like a. Well, I think we've talked about this, like having a frame of reference for the sport helps right. you appreciate the sport Right. Where, like, I've never been in a luge. And it's just like, yeah, these guys are in a sled. Fascinating.
1: Right. You know, you mean to tell me you've never cross country skied and shot a rifle at the same time. What are you talking about? <laughs> I have done.
0: Yes. It's oh, okay. same time. Uh, no, no, no.
1: Uh, yeah, no, that's it. Right. So yeah, there's a little bit of that. Like, there's no, like, I have no idea if this is good, if this is an accomplishment or not. I'm there with you. I haven't watched any Winter Olympics either. I haven't and it's you know, I don't I'm not paying attention at at all yeah, yeah it
0: ain't it ain't hard to find seems like no. it's on every channel yeah like it's there
1: NBC went all in on it so um my my number two uh a little bit in the same I don't know uh, no not really same vein. I'm gonna go most boring period in sports during the summer all the sports center top 10 highlights how many times do i need to see a guy diving for a baseball and making the same catch or turning a double play it's boring yeah. once summer hits any sports highlights sports center top 10 you become the you know the uh public enemy number 1 it's all just boring i've seen guys turn double plays a million times over again i've seen guys dive i've seen soccer kicks like none of this is very exciting i'm not getting into it sports yeah, center
0: we're, yeah we're we're running out of stuff we gotta we gotta pace it seems like there's an opportunity to space these sports out a little bit like maybe get like i know we're talking about shortened season but maybe you know kick that start of the basketball season back a little yes. bit i think talked about this like it makes sense you're playing indoors and in air conditioning so we're not worried about it being like the dog days of summer or whatever like get into it you would you would dominate it but yeah you're absolutely like and we know because that's about the time we start ranking our top three scorsese movies or, yes you know, right like candy candy bars at gas stations That yeah. of balls, of balls off of it
1: yeah absolutely uh,
0: it's a good one bro so my number one top spot and this is through no fault of its own i mean it's simply just a force of nature you have to deal with talk about the rain delay in baseball obviously like i'm turning the channel but it's just like and i feel for these announcers but it's already you know a game between two baseball teams that already is a sport that has too many games they're waiting to play they're sitting there and these announcers are just trying to think of shit to think to talk about which they already have to do so if you remove the one thing they could actually comment on which was the game they in a tough spot and there's something weird about baseball too where it seems like there's a height number of rain delays and this refusal to give up on the game (laughs) <laughs> where it's just like, no, we'll we'll wait, we'll wait this out for another hour and a half to see what happens.
1: Why is it that they can't play in it while it's raining? I don't understand this. It's because the ball because when how much more fun would that be to watch yeah, like a good point. oh you I just I just, a good I just way. have wild pitch because I couldn't hold on to the ball. Or, how often, like,
0: now I'm tuning into baseball games and I'm just like, what? There's trenchal rains and they're playing the ball. Like, someone hit the ball, <laughs> hit the ball, and someone like fell in a puddle while they're trying to go catch it. They couldn't get it. Like, this is this yeah. fantastic.
1: Yeah. Now, this is a sports center highlight I want to watch. Yeah. Right? I'm into point. this. Yeah. yeah. Fuck this. Yeah. It's good. yeah. If, that, we, we love, we love, yeah. I mean, we love football in the rain. We love it muddy, getting all dirty and in the crazy snow. I mean, how much harder is it to throw a football? I mean, I guess it's bigger. But still, like to throw a fucking deep ball and crazy wins, they're still lining up. They're still doing it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Come on, baseball players. Don't fuck don't and don't tell me it's the thunder bullshit. You guys have wood bats. Get out of here. (laughs) Um, my my number one. That's a very good number one. My number one. Uh I'm going with the broadcaster Joe Buck. Anytime he calls anything, I am fucking (laughs) Snoresville. This guy sucks.
0: What is it about This guy seems polarizing. Like, what is it about him that people don't, I mean, people have said like, he kind of underscores this like, and that ball's back. And that's a walk off grand slam to win the baseball game. Like I know he has, but I mean, I don't kind of mind that delivery. Like the, there's something like not grown man about the guy that kind of like freaks out as it's happening, but maybe you want that that excitement also.
1: Yes, you want you want the here's the thing as a as a well as Mab League broadcasters we should we we should know you yes. want to mirror the mm-hmm. your timber and excitement level to match the scene, right? So if yeah. I sit there and I'm freaking out and you're just like and that's another home run, then I'm like wait a second, was this as impactful? Is this as meaningful? I mean every sports, I'm not saying, you know, turn into like the soccer goalie who just like screams for three minutes after a goal. I get it. You're overselling a fucking, you know, a a kick through a net you're overselling that. But if it's something like the David Tyree catch in the super bowl, you should have a little wonderment and have a little enthusiasm about the play, you know? Um, So yes, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think, uh, and and I, Joe Buck feels to me like the Ryan Seacrest of, uh, of of sports announcers, right? It's like, this guy's fucking vanilla toast. He doesn't do yeah. anything. I don't know. Vanilla toast isn't even a real thing. That's how boring and bland you are. Oh. <laughs> right? I'm trying to spice it up with vanilla. But you're just fucking just regular old white toast. Don't do anything. Don't give me anything. And I don't understand how you make $45 million a year doing this.
0: Yeah, it's kind of it's, it is kind of wild. Like he comes from the lineage, right? I think his father was yes. famous.
1: Yeah, he was a Cardinals baseball car- uh, announcer.
0: and honestly it was always surprising to me to see these guys cover multiple sports, and maybe it shouldn't be, but I feel like once you get in the booth, like you need. I thought it was like a like you had to specialize in it, you know? Like you're a football yeah. guy, like John Madden, or you're like a and this guy is like just showing up at like in all the sports, like he's like feels like he's Olympics, but he's you know it's like the Super Bowl, like the World Series, yep. like. I don't know what the hockey situation is, but it's like kind of everywhere. And it's just like, I don't give, give someone that's actually from this, the sport. Maybe that's the concentration. Maybe that's their, their lane.
1: And I think, I think it's like fucking, I'm going to go with another He's like elevator music, right? It's just like, no one's really offended by him. No one really cares about him. That's that's, that's really what what, that's your human, your human elevator music, which is fine. Ride it all the way to the bank. I'm just telling you, we're talking most, look, Joe, I can't help that we're talking most boring things in sports. And you're the, you're the first thing that popped to my mind. I'm sorry. It yeah, just is about, what it is.
0: That's cool. Put in, enjoy I, your uh, mansion. See if I can do my Joe Buck impression. And for the episode 207 Neapolitan showdown, that's a victory for most awesome.
1: <laughs> Very good. See, that was even, that was too much. That was, that was too that's much. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. All right. BGC, Brandana gambling corner.
1: Meow, <laughs>
0: We'll fly through this. Um, these are NBA championship odds Phoenix Suns plus 400, Golden State Warriors plus 425, Brooklyn Nets plus 475, the Bucks 76ers plus 700, Miami Heat plus 1200, Jazz plus 1800, Grizzlies plus 2500, and then three teams rounded out at plus 3K. That's 30 to 1. The Bulls, the Lakers, the Nuggets. Um, like these odds, like usually I don't like four to one for a championship with kind of um, two teams hovering. It it seems like usually there's a little bit more of an odds on favorite. I know last year we did uh, with, I think the Brooklyn Nets getting uh, double the money. Who do you like in this? Who's your long shot? Who's your. Um, oh,
1: you, you didn't say the Celtics. Do you, do you have the Celtics numbers up?
0: Oh, I can get the Celtics number. Oh yeah. I think I know which way you're going to go.
1: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Cause I'm all over that right now. Right now they have. Like according to some advanced metrics, they have like out of the West, they have like a 9% chance to make it to the finals. So if we're looking at a greater than plus 30 to one, I yeah, definitely, 40 to one. I would plus definitely, 4, I would definitely put at plus 4,000, a C note on the Lakers for show.
0: For no, show. no, not the Lakers the, or uh, the
1: Celtics. Yeah. Sorry.
0: Yeah, no, it's all good. Yeah. Cause I mean, you gotta, yeah, you have to like them coming out of the Eastern conference and, you know, get them to the championship and anything can happen. I like that. Um, give me that. And I, I think maybe the the 76ers at seven to one, sprinkle a little money on there. Like maybe, maybe it works yeah. out.
1: Yeah. I definitely think so with there. like, with, um, you know, you just got to worry about Embiid and Harden, right. At seven to one, yep. but it's a worthwhile risk. You know what I mean? It's, it's good. It's good money to, to do. Um, I don't like any of the Bulls, Lakers, Nuggets. You said the Heat at 1800 bucks and 76ers were both 700. And then you said, what was the Warriors at? Like 750 or something like that? Or 450, yeah, 425, 425. 425. Yeah, probably. I mean, still I not a, a bad, what's that? Not getting a lot of money back there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would do what you would say. was just, just take that money and bet on them, you know, in game and bet on them, you know, to win series and stuff, but no. Um, yeah, no, I like the 76ers. I think, I think that that's a good thing. I just hope, I just hope that Joel Embiid can, can hold up, but he definitely felt like in the all-star game, like he was trying to play for all-star MVP. So I think that there might be a little extra, like this, this might be a good thing now that them like moving on from Simmons, like he kind of always had that in the back of his, like, you know, anytime they talk about, well, Ben Simmons, this Ben Simmons, that now it's gone. Now he can sit there and be like, this is squarely my team and ride me to the to the finals.
0: Yeah. Now it's a put up or shut up. Now it's going to be like, okay, now that we got that thing and this worked out, this is my team. Let me do it. Yep. Um, all right, bro. Nice. Um, guys, thanks for listening. To episode 207 MVP Sports Podcast MVP of the week. Real fast. I'm going to give it to the Elam Ending. That's right. All-star games have been doing it for the last 3 years. I love this thing. I think it's got to make its way to the NBA. I think we've talked about it briefly. I don't know which way to do it. It's basically yeah. once you get to the fourth or whatever, you get to some period of time and then it's just you add uh whatever number you have to figure out. I think for these guys they do uh 23. You just add to get to the start of the fourth quarter, you got 23 on.
1: It was 20 the, 24 for Kobe.
0: 24 24 yeah, to the highest team score and then first team to reach that number. So all yeah. this like Valley stuff
1: goes away. Super, super compelling. No, they didn't have any timeouts during that quarter, which was nice. Uh, or not timeouts, any commercial breaks. So you just got to watch it and it was, it was fun. Um, yeah. but also competitive too. And, and the guys, we like seeing that in an all star game. So I'm right there with you. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to keep it in the all star game. I'm going to go with Steph Curry specifically. Uh, put on a unbelievable clinic. I think he had like 16 threes, broke a record, 50 points, too shy of the, uh, of the record of by Anthony Davis in 2017, but he was unbelievable, really fun, put on a show, and that's what you love to watch.
0: Love it, bro. Um, all right, we got plenty, of guys. Plenty more basketball to come. Probably uh, didn't mean to tilt our hand earlier. Maybe not a lot of winter's Olympic coverage, but um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we'll work on that. Make something happen. I am Brandon. I want you to sign yourself
1: off. Most awesome. Audience. Stick around for another nine, ten weeks or so when we cover up. Or just recap the finals after it's all said and done.
0: Boys, parties, style, fame. She glamour. Runway style, fame.
1: She likes gushing.
0: Oh, oh,
1: oh. She likes gushing.